Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 351. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our podcast right after this. Got a, a good bit of stuff to get to today. Uh, Tony, we're going to kick things off uh, a story from you. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> a sad story, actually. So uh, just a little quick, uh, I'll just run through it quickly. But uh, So my cousin has this uh, yellow lab, and um, it was kind of, I'll give like a little backstory about like my connection with the dog. So I'd go over to my cousin's house a lot, especially these days, ever since she got her... Um, to, uh, had her, uh, her twin boys were born, uh, May of 2022, I believe. So, uh, I've been going over there a lot more, hanging out with them and stuff like that. And, um, uh, she has this dog that she adopted, that they adopted the family, uh, like about three years ago, but it was a rescue. And it was one of those things where they were basically like, yeah, the dog's either like six, seven or eight. Like they had like no idea how old this dog was. So they kind of went with like the, the middle and ground and we're like, okay, so it's probably like around seven. So this dog was about nine or 10 years old um, now. And the, the funny thing about this dog is like, we'd always be on the couch watching football and they'd always have like a few friends over when I'd go over there on Sunday. And this dog was just a, it was just a dog that would just be there. Like it didn't have much of a personality because it's, again, it's a rescue. And I feel like a lot of those rescues don't have, some of them don't have personalities because they're just kind of like still, I feel like traumatized from whatever happened in their past. Like this dog was actually like left at like the neighbor's house. Like a, a family was moving to Texas and was like, uh, asked the neighbors if they could watch the dog and they just never came back. <laughs> so it was like something like that. So sad story, but the dog was left outside a lot. So that's why the dog hated going outside. But anyway, without dragging this out anymore, I would be sitting on the couch and this dog would always come up and just stand right there. And I, I wear all black a lot. So this dog would just always shed on me. And I was always like, Kiko, get out, get out. And like, kind of like, you know, push him away. Cause like, again, this dog would just sit there. Like it was no express, no barking, no, like anything, just like standing in your way. And I was always like, dude, like, come on, come on. So I go over to my cousin's house this last Thursday to watch uh, the Ravens and uh, Bengals game. Cause my cousin's husband's a huge uh, Ravens fan. And right when I walk in the house, the first thing my cousin says to me is, Hey, you got to be nice to Kiko because we just found out he's got tumors in his lungs. Cause he wasn't eating. So it was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, he doesn't have my, and I, the, the way I would see him was the same way I saw my dog. That was a black lab that, uh, passed away where it was like, you, they stop eating. They just get significantly skinnier within like a week or two. And then just, you know, hobbling around kind of like, like they've got no more strength and energy. And so that was Thursday. So fast forward, we come over, I come over Saturday and I'm like asking them if they went to like the oncologist, cause they were going to, to see if like, you know, the tumors could get removed Cause you know, the dog, the vets only gave him uh, three months and you know, then they said, Oh no, we hadn't gone yet. And again, like my cousin's like, Oh, he's still not eating. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably not going to like, I mean, you guys probably should consider like as sad as this is to like, just put him down. Like he's obviously not doing well. So, but anyway, we're watching the USC UCLA game and the dog comes over next to me on the couch. Like it always would. And almost out of habit, I was like, get away from me. But I didn't this time. What I ended up doing was I looked at the dog and I started petting him and I was like, I want to be mean to you, but you know, I'm not going to because I, you know, I feel bad for you right now. So I pet him a few times, not even 10 seconds later, he starts to back up and it was like, he went to sit down and it just, that was, he ended up 
losing complete control of his legs, went down on the ground on his side and then went into a full on seizure. And my cousin's husband jumps up off the couch to go like grab him. My cousin was grading papers in the kitchen. She starts, she gets up, she starts freaking out. Like she's like, Oh, what should I like, you know, like to call like the emergency vet to see if they're up. But I don't know to like try to rush him somewhere. And then my cousin's uh, brother who was there. And then he kind of like got up also went into the kitchen, but I was still right there front row and I'm watching it all go down. And my cousin's husband's like, you know, comforting him, petting him while he's having the seizure. And then it kind of stops. And then he kind of let out this like, you know, like groan and like, like yelp or whatever that uh, my dad, I remember described as exactly what our dog did when he passed away. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is it. This is happening right now. And then he kind of was down and still. And then I was from the view I had was the front of the dog. So then he started, you know, peeing and stuff. So you could tell he started to lose control of all the, you know, the bowels and all that stuff. And he my cousin, I was telling that to my cousin. I'm like, is he, is he gone? And like, he's like, I don't know. I think so. So my cousin went, my cousin's husband went to lower his head to the dog's like, you know, kind of like chest neck to be able to see if he could feel a heartbeat. And then the dog just like lifted its head up and kind of let out one last like breath yelp thing or whatever, which honestly kind of reminded me of the movie, the strangers, you know, when he'd like, they go over to their house, like at the end when they're on the ground and they, the guy goes up to him and she like jumps kind of at him or something. But it was just kind of something like that. And it was like, we both kind of like jumped back and then he went back down and then it was kind of like silent again for like a few seconds and then saw the tongue come out of the dog's mouth. And then I was like, that's when I looked at him and I was like, dude, he's, he's gone. And then it was, it was, it was crazy. And like this, you know, it took me like four minutes to talk about this, but it, it, it all happened in like, it was one of those things that felt like it was, took so long, but it was, it was about a minute, like all this took place and it was, it was intense. I mean, it's, you know, I've never witnessed anything of like probably over 10 pounds die, I guess. I don't know. Like, like witness it die, like, you know, like without, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, I think the closest thing I've ever seen die in person was, I think I saw, I saw a raccoon get run over and then I saw him lift Whoa. its arm up in the air in mercy as it went back down right in front of Moreno's on Chapman. But that was probably like, finger. I mean, I've, yeah, I've never seen a human die. I've never seen a, you know, dead human body outside of a casket and i've uh never seen a dog die i mean i'm sure you know i think of the side of the road we've all seen a dog once or twice you know in our life i remember seeing one on the freeway but yeah this was uh to watch it happen actually watch life get taken from a you know let's call it 60 70 pound 80 pound dog it was pretty intense so i don't know if you guys have ever experienced something like that i mean with family dogs in the past but not i don't cool. think so yeah, that sucks. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry to start the holiday podcast out with such somber news, but it's just one of those things where I just wanted to share because it was just such an intense uh intense moment. What do you what do you do? I think you do what my What did you take it somewhere? Cousins. Oh, bed. you're talking about after the aftermath? Yeah. You yeah. So they uh they ended up calling their friends who it's like their closest, you know, couple friend. It's like her best friend and then like uh, the husband's best friend. And they came over also and basically like four of us basically just had to like kind of like put him over because we put a they put a towel over him after, you know, obviously a blanket like, you know, like not going to let him be seen. And then we kind of were able to put him under a, a blanket, like a big a big blanket and lifted it up. And the four of us just were able to pick it up and put it in the back seat. And, yeah, you just take it to the vet and then they give you the options like, do you want to have him cremated? Do you want to have him, you know, like, what do you want to do? So. 
I'm not sure what they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they pre-made him. My, my cousin, she's a elementary school teacher. So as the dog's body was, you know, after he was deceased, she, you know, put already had how, how she had it on deck. I don't know, but she had like a little paintbrush thing that like she put on the dog's paws and was able to put it on a little canvas that they have a little tribute now already in the living room. But like I said, she's an elementary school teacher. So she's got all those knickknacks ready to go. Plus she's got two like one and a half year old boys. So the arts and crafts are always ready to go. Like, I think she, I think she has those two because she does it with the boys, uh, hand prints and like feet prints, you know, like little things that girls like to do with their child. But, you know, so yeah, definitely tough, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but I think, uh, for the most part though, I think my cousin handled it as well as he could have. I mean, he's, he got up there and he comforted him right there, you know, like held him as he died. And it's like, it was ending right there. Like there was nothing that could have been done. There was going to be no, CPR, there was no prolonging this dog's life. I mean, truth be told, this dog probably should have been, you know, it, it should have been put down. Like, even if even if that seizure didn't kill the dog, it was going to have to be put down that day, in my opinion. Like, it was it was unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can move on to some uh, more uplifting holiday spirit news here. As Thanksgiving is only 48 hours away. Or yeah. less than. I guess when you'll be listening to this, it'll be a day away. Or maybe yeah. it will have passed. Who knows? Yeah, that- Whenever you decide to listen. <laughs> Let's say we're, well, hope. We're, what date? What time is it now? So we're only like what Five. seven hours away from Wednesday. So then we're thirty-one hours away from Thanksgiving. That's the mathematical answer. Okay, there you there go. You. Yeah, very, very good, Andy. Um, all right. Well, moving on to something uh, more positive. Jason Bourne is potentially back, and I'm talking about the real one, even. Yeah, a new a new like uh, actor found him on a screen somewhere. So Jason Bourne's back, and you got to get a people in a room and track him and stuff. So um, they're like, why don't we just make another movie too? Then if, if Jason Bourne is truly back, uh, who do they replace for Noah Vosa? <laughs> I mean, you have to have some sort of it's an it's always a character actor you know, but not like you're not gonna get like George Clooney or something. It's gonna be just it's gonna be, be a guy. Who's going to be the guy trying to get Jason Bourne? Um, if that even happens, because right now, what about we don't like Christoph Waltz could be good. Yeah, I mean, well, if you would had like Interpol chasing him this time, you know, he could be American. I mean, he could he could, be but a, you want him to lean into the accent. Um, yeah, but yeah the, well, let's just it? say he studied at Cambridge or or, or sure. Munich's version of that. <laughs> uh, well, right now we don't even know what this movie is. Um, and speaking of Germany. Uh, the director of the All Quiet on the Western Front that was on Netflix last year is has yeah. been hired to write and direct this. So yeah, and maybe Christopher Waltz is a good poll. They're right probably there, neighbors, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're sitting um, in their little Birkenstocks uh, in their Lederhosen, <clears throat> having a you know a, a, a goblet of Oktoberfest that's yeah. running out of style, and they're discussing the script right now. I bet. But right now we don't even have any idea what this is. Matt Damon's not attached. So it could be one of these things where like the they did the one with uh, Jeremy Renner where it's like, no, it's not it's not even Jason Bourne. Because I mean Matt Damon's like what it's gotta be like fifty something now. Um Yeah, but he can still whoop ass. Yeah, I mean Liam Neeson's like was like ninety. Matt Damon is fifty three. There you go. Vin Diesel is old, he still drives cars and wears tank tops and uh or Schwarzenegger is a Terminator when he's like 70 years old. Yeah. It can be done. I can Chan just kicked a, picked a bunch <laughs> of ass, and he's going to continue to kick ass. We'll get there. Yeah. 
I look forward oh, to yeah, it. Right uh, so long as Damon is attached, he is a component. Yeah, nothing's confirmed. So, but I love the speculation nonetheless. All right, uh, we have a Superman cast. Uh, yeah, an update to the Superman movie that uh, we've gotten multiple updates. Just it's it's still coming out in 2025. That's the idea, James Gunn. But now we have uh, a couple of key cast members. Uh, Lex Luthor can be played by Nicholas Holt. So that's uh, going young again. Uh, remember they did Lex Luthor in the, the Ben Affleck movie played by uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. So they're going young again. Uh, Nicholas Holt, of course, from uh, The Menu recently. Uh, we, we enjoyed him there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's that's an interesting choice. I can see him being dark. He's usually goofy. But I could see him uh, pulling off a, you know, a dark character like this. Um, but he was actually rumored to be in, in the running to actually be Superman as well. So uh, they must have liked him good enough. Uh, and then also they casted Jimmy Olsen. So that's like Superman's friend who also works the newspaper with him. Uh, Skylar Gisando, uh, you know who he is. If you, you look him up, uh, Righteous Gemstones. Um, oh, the little very, kid. Yeah. He, uh, Gideon or whatever he's probably is his like, name. Yeah, he's probably like 30 already, but he's like always going to seem like he's 19. Yeah, uh, Tom Holland, all those kinds of people are just yeah. constant children. So, I mean, that, that that makes sense to me. That seems like good casting, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he seems like he'd be good in that spot. Yeah. Could have also been uh, Barry Keoghan. I think he's too busy. He's not going to yeah, do this. Yeah, maybe. Um, so in the in the the Ben Affleck movie, Jimmy Olsen was actually in it, and he gets killed right away. Um, and people nice. hated Zack Snyder for that because they're like, "Oh, that's the that's the little guy. He's just a nice little kid, and you killed him off because Zack Snyder has to be edgy." But uh, I don't think he's going to be killed off in uh, this Superman movie. Hmm. No uh, Superman cast though, or is that old? News? Oh, that was uh, that was done before the uh, uh, before the strike and everything. So, uh, who is that? Uh, a guy no one knows, but he was in Pearl. <laughs> when I watched that with Tony, I was like, "Hey, this guy's gonna be Superman." Uh, he's been in like three things or something. So, all right, uh, but that's that's not so, a bad idea. Hiring kind of like an unknown. On uh, you know, a lot a lot of the big superheroes during the the Marvel era were like kind of unknowns, like Chris Hemsworth. Um, and that's taking over so. uh, the place of the kid that played Elvis then as the new up and comer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I teased it a little earlier uh, with Jackie Chan. We have Karate Kid news. Yeah, this is a little weird. Um, I'm, I, I've never seen a Karate Kid movie or any of the shows, but I do know. I watched the Jaden Smith one. So that's where what's what we're getting here is there was Karate Kid series in the 80s with uh, Ralph Macchio. Did not succeed as an adult actor, but still kind of out there. People know his name because of Karate Kid. I believe he's in the Cobra Kai Netflix show. Uh, but yeah, about 15 years ago, they remade the Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Uh, but now they announced well, today that Jackie Chan was going, in that one? Yes. That's, that's, that's why he is coming back as is Ralph Macchio in a new Karate Kid, which is like, well, that was a remake. So does that mean now they're in the same universe? Is this like a Well, this one's called Karate of- Man. Ralph Macho's sure. so, back at it. The other thing that uh, makes perfect sense when I read and I said they actually had to try to com- explain it in the in that le- that movie with Jackie Chan. Uh, karate is a, a Japanese martial art. Uh, Jackie Chan is a you know Chinese man who practices kung fu. Okay, well uh, it's karate. close enough. So 
Uh, it's, you could skip yeah. a rock to the island. I don't know. I don't think. I think Hong Kong and uh, Japan are pretty far apart. I think Jackie um, Chan could do it, yeah. Andy. If anyone but could. Jackie Chan, does, Jackie Chan doesn't know karate. That's for sure. He's pathetic. He doesn't know karate at all. Watch him jump through a ladder. You, you've never seen it like he <laughs> can do karate. it. That's not karate. Sorry. It, sorry. It's something. It's miraculous <laughs> is what it is. Uh, but maybe Jack Chan learns karate in this movie, and he teaches kung fu to the karate kids. And yeah. everyone is happy. But, yeah, I have no idea. what This is This is a weird And this weird is thing. a real movie, or is this going to streaming? Oh, it's a real movie. Yeah, Jack Chan's not going to okay. do it. A fake movie. Well... I guess that one with Pierce Brosnan was a real movie, but it just was seen by everyone on streaming. It was good. All right, well, that'll be for someone. Uh, we have Scream uh, news. Uh, yeah, and I don't know what this is going to mean, and I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being uh, backtracked, but uh, one of the stars of the new modern Scream movies, uh, Melissa Barrera, uh, has been fired from Scream Seven, which they're trying to they're trying to get done really quick because all of those Scream movies have came out pretty quick in a row. Um, I know Scream Seven was supposed to be directed by a new a new director because the other directors were like, "Well, we're already busy," and they're like, "Okay, rather than wait for you, we're just going to try to get another one in there." Um, yeah, you got to so, strike while the iron's hot. Every year, yeah, Andy. I, I feel like that was fine doing Scream Five and then doing Scream Six a year later. I would give a little time for Scream 7, but... Would it be uh, they too wanted... ambitious to do, like, Scream 7 in September and Scream 8 in October of the same year? Uh, <laughs> really? Tried stuff like that. Yeah, they, they, they've tried to do stuff like <laughs> that, but... Uh, but anyways, yeah, Melissa Brera has been fired from Scream 7, so she played the the older sister of the, of the, two, the two sisters that have been attacked in both movies here. Uh, she had been making social media posts supporting... Uh, the people of Palestine, um, and they're pretty, I'd say pretty mild statements, nothing like a lot of them were like, even like, I don't support Hamas. Hamas is terrible. I hate terrorists, but also I don't like people dying that are innocent. And it was like very, very innocent stuff. Uh, but Paramount has decided to, uh, you know, fire her from the project. So I'd be um, just an excuse because they wanted to get rid of her. No, I mean, I, I don't think that's the case. They probably locked in. I mean, that's why they didn't bring Nev Campbell back for Scream 6 is because they're like, we're not going to pay you. Um, so I feel like with the, the younger cast, they probably locked them into like cheaper contracts because that's what they, they do a lot of the times. Um, my, my, other it, thought, it my other thought, and I've said this countless times because this comes up a lot, I feel like, no one who's famous should have access to social media. They should have a company do all their shit for them because they get it. Should. You have to be <laughs> what? They should have the right to do it if they want. No, no, they no, because the, it's only a problem. Okay, but they take the risk. I don't mean it I'm should sure be illegal. She... I'm saying they should <clears throat> not. They should you know, farm that as only a liability. I, I get I think you have it, to have it because people need to see what you're doing. But how important is it to know, like, oh, I had this sandwich today. And then you share a thought, and then 90% of the people, or 50, whatever the hell the number is, one side loves it, one side hates it. And I don't know. It's weird. That's what the internet has become, is a fence dividing two dogs barking at each other. Well, I don't think this is a even divide. I think people are pretty much saying Paramount's screwing up with this. I mean, this just happened, like, hours ago. 
So we don't know oh, the whole this fallout. Is breaking news. Um, like I said, I think I think they're going to end up backtracking on this because like you're going to lose people because uh, here's the thing. Maybe there's two sides going against each other when it comes to Hollywood, but most of the Hollywood talent are going to be uh, uh, making statements like this. Like, trust me, like this is. Uh, you think like Tom Cruise and Bono and uh, what's what's your favorite Mark Ruffalo? Do you think do you think Hold they're on. all like no? I, Bono I, Hollywood talent. You know that okay that not Hollywood, but you know the entertainment so, industry in general. The people it, that are very much get uh, for uh, poor people in countries and they they support does those Tom causes, Cruise that kind of say stuff. anything though? I think so. Yeah, I think he's because he, because. Scientology is bad. He has to go the other way. I've only heard him say, "Thanks for coming to the movies, guys. We work so hard on these movies, so we we." Uh, Okay, well, number one, I'm bringing up Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise did publicly support someone who got fired from the their agency. His agent was was going to be fired from the agency for making statements in support of Palestine, and he said, "No, like, no. I'm if you Uh, fire her, I'm going to go with her." So that's why I'm bringing up Tom Cruise. Is is he uh actually has that? But Tom Cruise in general, I think, is very much like a, I'm going to go to Africa and, and support uh, growing food and that kind of shit, you know. Well, yeah, and then he also gets he's like, well, well there's a caveat. I'm going to jump a motorcycle over your river for this <laughs> this upcoming movie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying that Hollywood in general, like the the actors and stuff, are going to be supportive of her and not the studios in this case. Oh yeah, um, and also they're, they're probably like shit. This is escalating. We're going to have to get out in front of this or we're going to be, you know, Bud Light. And so they probably just overreacted, thinking people were going to burning down, you know, the studio. I don't know. I think they're they're just being selfish about uh, this issue. And that's why they're they're using their power that they have here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This issue is not going away, but also maybe it is. Maybe it maybe it will. Um, I don't know. Three months from now, will we be? Talking about Israel and Palestine still, even Hope if it's not. still going on, probably not nearly as much. Everyone just go back to work. Not this week. I mean, I've never taken a day off of work to think about Israel, so um, <laughs> I have not, not really a problem. Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. The news is always showing just that just people in the middle of the work week on a Tuesday, just like you know, protesting down the you know, Hollywood Boulevard about something. It's like, don't you have a job? Look, there, there are like four million people. people in this country. Okay, so like. You get, you get a handful of 100 people or something. That's nothing. Most of us are, are fine just living their lives. I just wonder who who works where when they have all the time to do these things. All right, let's talk about uh, the new uh, city slickers for the Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel, of what? course, is like Crystal. Yeah, so Jimmy how Kimmel is did, coming How back. many times did Billy Crystal host the Oscars? Uh, I think I saw in the article that Billy Crystal hosted it 17 times. So like oh almost like every God. year in the 90s. They're just like, no. Yeah, That's what I thought, yeah. Um, so yeah, Kimmel's so I think, far I think behind. Kimmel, yeah, I think Kimmel's now tied for second at four. Um, but yeah, he's done. Good. So this will be back-to-back, and he did back-to-back before. So... Uh, I don't know. No one wants to do it. No one wants to be slapped in the face or something. No one wants to <laughs> make a joke that goes over poorly and then is actually so you justified. You can't make jokes and, anymore unless you truly don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, not, then they sometimes they fake it and sometimes you, sometimes you hire James Franco and then it like turns out like James Franco is bad. 
Um, and we don't like James Franco anymore. So. I like. James I think Franco all that's in Jimmy well, Kimmel's past is he did is, Carl Malone blackface oh, yeah. on the Man well, Show. Man Show. Yeah. Is yeah. James Franco still like not being hired and stuff? Yeah. Really? Yeah. As you say, it's been. What does he do then now? Still just teaching that UCLA class? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what got him in trouble. I, I know it is. I know it is. That was I don't the think joke. he's allowed on college campuses anymore. Um, I hate shit like that. Because, I mean, I don't remember the whole story, but I, rem- I, I got to know, like, if a girl's coming into a class and it's like, oh, my professor's James Franco, of course she wants to fuck him. He was. I bet half the guys in that class wanted to. He was to. abusing his power. He was Whoa. like, hey, I think we need to practice some acting scenes. Um, I'd be you're right with this that. kissing scene from the movie. It's really good. And it's like. That's creepy. I guess he did get weird. I forget. (laughs) I forget it was like he talked about like the sex scenes, right? Or something. Was it him? Yeah, he was making them practice those scenes over and over. Yeah, like, all right, now we're going to do the scene from Boogie Nights. (laughs) Yeah. It is crazy to think like that they are like, I mean, you see them on camera, but then it's like, that's not who they are. Like, it's like they they might be weird. I mean, I got to. I think with him, it's like. Look, he's probably actually a fun guy most of the time, but then you do this weird creepy shit. Like, it's like yeah. the Seth Rogen thing of like, well, it's not like he sexually harassed me, so we were friends the whole time, and <clears throat> we had a good relationship. And This is you and Seth personally? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying that's what, are you what talking his... About? Ah. I'm saying that James Franco didn't sexually harass Seth Rogen, so that's why they were friends. Because I don't think many people are sexually harassing it. Seth Rogen. Well, he, he's you lost weight, you know? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm talking about him, right? You know, in a certain way. Are you harassing um, him? But yeah, we were talking about Jimmy Kimmel. So let's go back, yeah. back back on track here. He's hosting again. It makes sense. They're always on ABC. I feel like you always just hire like a late night guy, but they're like, well, we can't hire a different late night guy because that's a rival now. So yeah, you got to support your brand. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like, who, who could they hire and who would do it? And I was like, they should have Nathan Fielder do the Huskers. That would be good. Um, but troll that probably everyone. Wouldn't go, that probably wouldn't go over well. Um, so it just seems like Jimmy Kimmel is the only. Them hiring Rick Bass. Well, you're you're cutting out pretty bad here. So I I heard half of what you said. I said so it go over sorry. as well as them hiring Ricky Gervais. Okay, there you go. I did not hear the is name. Is that better? Ricky, yes, Ricky. Yeah, no, Gervais it is weird that like it that has happened a few times recently where it does like on your end it does sound like you're like underwater for only like a few seconds <laughs> yeah. and then it's fine, but then like a lot of the times it doesn't do that, so I don't know what's going on. Interesting. I'm hearing you guys just fine. Well, yeah, no, that's why we said it's on All your right, end. I've got a real real computer. <laughs> oh boy. You know? Oh, One knock it off. Steve Andy Jobs <laughs> reminds me of a uh, MacBook Pro from 2010 is fine. <laughs> yeah. When Andy said that right now, and just Sean, when he just said, "Oh boy," it just reminded me of like the scene in Semi Pro where they just throw the chips. He's like, "Oh no!" When he talk, starts talking about being a nom again or something like that, or oh, yeah. he says, "Here we go." He just <laughs> drops the chips, the poker chips, of course, not like Lay's yeah, potato I, chips. I, I caught on there. But I'm talking about for the audience. I want them to have the visual of somebody <laughs> dropping paying that picture. Poker chips. Just go Very watch good. the whole movie right now. It is. It really is a funny movie. Um, yeah, so the Oscars are happening, and yeah, it's March tenth, so that's uh, next year. But you'll I don't think I've Jimmy watched Kimmel these again. in years. Remember, even you know, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago when the slap heard around the world. It's just all right. Let's look that up on YouTube. I'm not yeah, gonna that was two years ago now. Yeah, bother watching. All right. Um, well, we do have a holiday upon us, and therefore I uh, I compiled a list of some Thanksgiving or just November themed movies. And, um, we're going to guess the score of rotten tomatoes critics for them. So, uh, 
We'll just go in no, no particular order here. Uh, we're going to start off with one of my favorites, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. What do you guys think that score is, Rotten Tomatoes? I've never even they didn't know there was one. Never serious? seen it. Come on, Andy. Halloween is a great it. one. Uh, the Great Pumpkin. No, the, and the then the Thanksgiving one is... That and, the, and the Christmas one. I didn't know it was a Thanksgiving one. They're all spectacular. But what's annoying is Apple Bottom. So you can't buy them. Yeah. Unless it's like an actual disc, probably. So you have to just get Apple TV for that month or two to watch no, they, them. They have, a, yeah, they have like a 4K disc I saw. And like, there's like, who would buy this shit? And this is yeah, well, free on like fucking TV. But yeah, I guess it's not. It's not free anymore. They bought it from PBS or whatever. Yeah. I'm just seeing Tim so, Cook is just laughing at all you. <laughs> yeah. I like watching these during the uh, season. I didn't watch the Halloween one this year. I probably won't watch this one either, but you never know. You know, I watched I watched a Charlie Brown Halloween, but it involved like Millhouse and like a killer turkey or something. Remember that, Tony? You were watching that? Oh, yeah, because the pumpkin at the end, the pumpkin was killing people. Yeah, and then the turkey and comes the in. the turkey comes out, yeah. So That is, yeah, that's the that's the, yeah, the great pumpkin one they're making fun of. Which, honestly, who else to play Charlie Brown better than Millhouse in that episode? And then, of course, like that's Lisa's like Lucy. Very good. Well, any uh, guesses? And by the way, this is from 19. Oh, okay. oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I honestly lost track. I thought we were waiting for Sean to give us some more news. 73%? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say people get giddy about Charlie Brown and the holiday, so I'm going to say it's going to be something obnoxious, like 88%. Well, Andy was right with the year on his number, 1973, but the score is 67. Closest to Andy, though. Oh, okay. Very good, Andy. Yeah, fuck you, Charlie Brown. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Your adults can't I deduct talk. a point from both of you. <laughs> yeah. They can talk, you just can't understand them. It was like that. That uh, makes it funny. I was going to say, I think that does make it funny because it's basically saying, obviously, how like kids just not listening to their parents, not giving a shit what they're saying, so it just comes out. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, exactly. All right, I don't know this movie or if it even fits the uh, November theme, but from 2018, Mark Wahlberg is Instant Family. Uh, I don't even think I've ever yeah, heard of this. I know, I know what it Haven't is. I haven't either. It's, it's for, I think it's the same Daddy's Home guy, the same director. Uh, Sounds like it. And it's just like he adopts uh, multiple kids instead of one kid, um, so he has an instant family. You get it? Yeah, um, they must have a Thanksgiving then. I would. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So... Um, you know, Daddy's Home 3, they should do a Thanksgiving-themed, right? Yeah. What, what are they waiting let's get, for? Let's get that script in production. Uh, I'm going to say 54% for this this movie. you have a guess there? <laughs> I'll say Thinker. 27%. Instant Family is certified fresh. I think it's oh. certified. 82%. Jeez. Wow. That makes little sense to me. But Yeah. Who would have guessed that? All right, yeah, Tony, so this one it's really heartwarming. is, uh, this is for you, actually, from okay. 2023, the movie title is Thanksgiving. Oh, the, the new one coming out. Mm-hmm. By the way, this stars <sighs> Patrick Dempsey. You know, I'm going to say this is like 72%. Andy, did you actually see this? I didn't. Oh, okay, good. I, I did see say. a couple of movies this week, but yeah, there's a lot out, so I'll probably see this next yeah, week. Yeah, because it's sometime. Thanksgiving time, yeah. holiday season. I'm going to say 68. Two two days to see it. Thanksgiving is also, I believe, certified fresh 82%. Nice. That actually makes me excited then. So, because like for a horror movie, especially holiday horror. I knew it was was, uh, fresh, but I didn't know it was that high. That's good. That was, yeah, that was certified fresh, not just fresh. All right. So, I won that one. So, I think that's one out of three for me. All right. One of my... uh, 
personal favorites, and I, I watched over the weekend from 1987. Planes, trains, yep. and automobiles. <clears throat> I knew this was coming at some point for Sean. So do you want to guess first? I will, and maybe I'm way off on this. I feel like the reviews aren't incredible on this, and even though it's kind of people think it's a classic, it's one of those that didn't actually have like great reviews. I'm going to go with 61%. I, I agree with you because I feel like I was on Netflix not too long ago and I was like trying to find a movie to watch and I was like, this is a good one. Let me see. And I remember looking at it and being like, thinking it was lower percentage than I thought. So I'm going to go 66%. They show the Rotten Tomato score on Netflix? Well, I mean, I looked it up on my phone. Oh. I haven't. Uh, they show it on Peacock because Rotten Tomatoes is owned by NBC. Aha. Yeah. Um. Well, this is a John Hughes film, guys, and Tony, I, I don't know if your info is correct or mine is incorrect. Uh, it is 92%. Okay. So, you know, the so thing is, is it was either one or the other. I think Andy uh, swayed me the other way. <laughs> so I trust yeah. Andy too much, but hey, I won that one. Some so. of those <laughs> movies that we think of as classics, then you go look up the scores and you're like, oh, this is like a 55. Okay. Well, there's ones so that like you think of, of a classic from when you were a kid. <clears throat> tend to suck but my parents like love that movie like what's home alone home alone might be one of those that's like oh it's only 52 i don't have it on my list a billion it's probably dollars. pretty high yeah no i'm saying there, there's some of those that aren't they're not all that high there's a few mm. of them that aren't all right we'll just do a couple more on the list here uh from 2015 jim henson's turkey hollow what? <laughs> I don't know what this is. But Jim Henson's been dead for 25 years before that movie came out. Um, well, I assume there's, there's some sort of puppets, whether they're Muppets or not. Barry Steenburgen is in it. Okay. Ludacris. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I'm giving it like a 30. No, it's yeah. good if Luda's in it. Okay. I'm going to feel like nothing's been way too low yet. So I'm going to give this one a 46%. Did Andy say something? Yeah. yeah, I said thirty-one. Yeah. Oh, it is sixty percent. Nice. No, I don't nice. It. I don't yeah, I'm telling that. you, nothing's low here. Where do you find this? Uh, this is a list on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but where where do you find this movie? Oh, I have no idea. It doesn't say that. What's it called again? Uh, Turkey Hollow. Like Sleepy Hollow. Just sounds awful. It's a television yeah. film. Who wants a hollow turkey? It aired on Lifetime. God damn. That's what it looked like on the cover. All right, well, yeah, this is a classic, and this will be our, our sign-off from 1993. Son-in-law. Holly Shore. Oh, oh, oh. This is a tricky one, too, because I can't recall if this is, like, going to have some good or some bad. It's either going to be really bad or really good. I've got, like, two different numbers in my head, and they're, like, 40 numbers apart. So I gotta decide what I want to go with. Yeah, I'm gonna say 22. percent I'm going with the lower. Yeah, there's a ceiling to Polly Shore. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty low. Uh, I was gonna go with 14. Yeah, my guess would be Encino Man was one of his higher rated uh, movies, but still pretty low. Uh, Son-in-law is rotten at 32. Oh, Don't nice. Cats. That was close. That's probably one of his better reviewed ones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, I saw something that the other day that was like a list of actors that like Hollywood will never hire, and it was like Polly Shore was on that list. 
Although the yeah. random movie he made the other day, the like guest house or whatever, or the other day, the other like a few years ago was, I mean, it was awful, but it was still had its funny moments. So his highest rated movie is, is it, is it zero percent? Oh, hey, but it's probably got like four reviews. Yeah. A movie called How It Ends from 2021 is 69%. Never heard of that. Encino Man is 14. Well, that's ridiculous. Come on. In the Army now is a six. So, yeah. So, yeah, Son in Law is like his only one. Biodome, 4%. Okay. Jury Duty, 0%. Yeah, Son in Law is the only one. uh, Is Dead is a 54. Yeah, that was like a documentary he made. Right, because the. Uh, critics read that and like all right let's let's do it <laughs> pretty good all right well that was the game uh unless you guys have any movies uh i couldn't i i never think of many thanksgiving movies like i said mine go-to They're is just there, yeah. charlie brown and plane strains and automobiles yeah but you could also move along as a christmas movie just the same and just think that's what he's getting home for but it's for thanksgiving all right, Andy, we have trailers, and we don't know what they are. All right, well, yeah, we'll, you'll know in a second. Uh, oh. The first one is for a, uh, a film that I, I feel like we've mentioned at least once before in the, in the news. Uh, it's called Madam Web, and it is a one of those Sony Spider-Man spinoff movies in the, in the Venom oh and Morbius universe. Uh, they've actually got three of these coming out in 2024. Um, Venom three oh. and Craven are also coming out. So there's very, there's only one Marvel movie. There's zero DC movies, but there are three Sony Spider-Man spinoffs with no Spider-Man in them. Um, but Madam <laughs> Web does feature the character Madam Web as well as multiple spider girls, spider women. Uh, but it's got Dakota Johnson as Madam Web and uh, are they Sydney black Sweeney. widows then? No, just different spider men's. Doesn't women's, seem like all know. spiders are guys except for a Black Widow. I don't know how it works. I mean, Black Widow is already a character, so you can't call them that. That's how but it works. Got, got with a name implying it's yeah. a female. But uh, is a guy a widow? No, a widower. Yeah, exactly. Um, Madam Web's like a psychic, but also she's a psychic because of spiders. I I don't know, but you watch this trailer and it you will be more confused about what any of this means. Um, she has the power Good to no see hug. the future, um, but then she meets other girls that have spider powers. She has to save them. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing, like what Sony is doing, because they're like. I know it's hard to make a good movie, but it's not that hard. Like, there's a shortcut, and that's like hiring people who've made good movies before. It's got the um, little girl from Sicario too. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know who that was, but yeah, the it's, little girl that they cut I her hair and she's too. the. So I never saw oh, Sicario too. So Andy, don't, assume, don't assume. You're messing up. You're missing yeah, a good okay. movie. They, she's a drug lord's kid, and they take her uh, during a a, draw, a pick. High school or middle school or whatever, elementary school or something. Yeah, no, there are people. They in make this. it look. They make it look like it's another cartel, but it's it's us. I think Adam Pretty Scott good. is in this as well. Um, he's a real actor. Yeah, he was on Parks and Recreations, a television show. Uh, but yeah, this looks really bad, and I have no idea what what are they doing? And why are they doing it? Yeah, it sounds like it's it's straight to HBO Max to me, but well, it's, it's Sony. It'll be on Netflix by straight, June. Straight to stars. Yeah. All right. What else? Or is that all of them? 
Uh, no, we got one more, and it is uh, the Garfield movie. Oh, I heard about so, this. Uh, Chris Pratt, going to kill it. Yeah, you know Chris Pratt, the voice of Mario? He's also the voice of Garfield now, and he's not really doing much with his voice. He's, I mean, Bill Murray plays Does Garfield. Does he need to? And you, you his voice have, is like, already so like animated, it seems. No, but Garfield is, is like slow and annoyed. Like Chris Pratt's a little hyper. I don't know if it makes that much sense. Uh, but yeah, this is a it's Garfield, and he meets his dad, who's played by Sam Jackson, which is weird. Wait, um, Garfield's dad we meet? Yeah, like a big, a fatter cat who like <laughs> teaches him. Like he's like, okay, son, I'll teach you the ways of the That's street. That's actually funny. And it's Sam Jackson. It's like, well, this is. This is weird, but I mean uh, that's coming next summer. I don't think it's gonna be as big a hit as uh, Mario. I don't think the kids are all into Garfield these days. They used uh, to be. Those cartoons yeah, were was, the best. Yeah. The funnies were the best on the newspaper. Yeah. Kids don't yeah, even know what a newspaper are- is anymore. They don't need to. They should. <laughs> Those are the trailers. Yeah. So we got movies coming out still. Good news. Yeah. And Napoleon, his, Napoleon's actual hat just sold at an auction in France for, I think it was like 3 million euros or, or something like that. Pretty amazing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend that kind of money on a hat. I don't think it's worth uh, it. it. Wouldn't you want a hat that invaded a whole bunch of land? No, I don't believe in invading lands. I am a pacifist. I support uh, Melissa Barrera from Scream. Mm-hmm. No wars, no guns. Well, he did it so we don't have to. <laughs> if all this land wasn't already claimed, we'd have to claim it. But everything's been claimed because back then. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. I'm going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. All right, I have one. I have a two. Three. Oh, pretty (laughs) good. Well, uh, guys, let me do one right now. Uh, a Netflix series that came out this oh. Friday. Um, and actually, I was inspired to watch it semi, or I was reminded of it because of the next thing I watched here. But uh, I watched this Scott Pilgrim Takes Off uh, animated uh, Scott Pilgrim show. So uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was a comic book series in like the early 2000s that... Uh, was made into a movie starring Michael Sarah in 2010, and it's a it's a great movie that, that I love very much. Uh, and when they announced they were doing this animated series for Netflix, I uh, didn't really know what it was going to be, like just a straight-up remake. Um, and then they announced um, a few months ago that uh, the, the cast for it, and it's just the entire cast of the movie, which is uh, pretty impressive because uh, the movie, it's not just Michael Sarah, who's maybe, maybe Michael Sarah was the big star back then. Uh, but the cast of the movie also includes people like uh, Chris Evans, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Brie Larson, Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick, like a lot of people who were like weren't that famous yet that became more famous. And they, they all came back for this uh, animated show. Um, but yeah, the good thing is it is not just a straight remake of that story. It is a new uh, 
alternative to the story uh, of Scott Pilgrim. So um, if you like watch the movie, you really liked it. And like, I don't need to watch this Netflix thing. Um, I think it's still worth watching. It's, it's eight episodes. It's Netflix. So they're all out already. Uh, I think I watched four of them already. So it's good stuff. And it's, and it's Japanese uh, animators and they do, they do a really job uh, doing something a little different, but also familiar. Um, and Michael Sarah gets a nice little paycheck out of this. Good for him. I feel like he doesn't work very much. Um, although he wasn't Barbie, so I think he probably made some money off the biggest movie of the year. So, uh, yeah, it's it's called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Very good. Very fun. I'll uh, I'll do one. I uh, just because I've watched it before, but I uh, the other night I was bored, so I was like, I want to throw something on. And Sean, you'll hate me for this, but it's always spooky season in my life, so I threw on the yeah. the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I just I like that nice. one, the the seventies one. And it's so crazy, like it's just filmed so differently back then. Like how they like randomly like like zoom in, like they're on an iPhone at like times and like certain scenes, and it's just so chaotic. And like even like the end, it's just so like like I can imagine how like uncomfortable it would have been like back then watching like you know a movie like that where it's how they're acting at the table and everyone's all weird and like that the leather face is just wearing like someone's like face on his face or I don't know like just the whole scene and all that stuff but it's a it's a good one i like that one and the first time i ever saw that one was with you guys and when we watched it on halloween night which would have been probably halloween of if i had a guess 2016 or 2017 so that was probably the last time i watched it i haven't seen that in years yeah. but there's when she's so you know, shouting and hollering because she got picked up in that truck at the end that was gnarly yeah and that's how it like ends and then he's big like rig scene free- and everything yeah, and he's like freaking out with the chainsaw running around. Like that's oh, kind of like a famous yeah. scene. And it's it's also like how weird they were. Like that one guy was almost just content with getting run over by the semi truck. Like no effort to move out of the way. It's like, oh but, no, I don't think he's gonna stop. Yeah, I know. But uh yeah, so I, I watched that one. I always enjoy the the classic, the classic horror movies, so threw that one on, was just bored on like I think it was like last Thursday or something like that. So yeah. Well, I can do my one and only. Uh, Andy mentioned to me a movie uh, called Hunger from 2000, starring Michael Fassbender. This follows the uh, Irish Republican uh, Bobby Sands, who leads an inmate's hunger strike out of uh, a northern Irish prison uh, in the 80s. And it is gnarly. Absolutely insane. Um I'm actually not going to that prison, but I'm going to go to a jail in uh, in Dublin that, like, I guess the tours fill up fast. So I uh, was able to sneak in one day, like a con- somewhat convenient time. The rest of the, the week that I'm there, those the tickets were all gone, which is crazy. But these two guys in a cell uh, for each room at this specific one, they would just, you know, put their feces all over the walls their food just goes into a corner when they're done eating. They'd have to, you know, smuggle things in up their bum and uh, just get the crud beat out of them by the uh, police inside this place just for, you know, being, you know, disagreeing with the Queen of England and all that kind of stuff and the religious views and this and that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's nuts. It's not a long movie either. It's, I think, just about an hour 40. Um Pretty good. I watched it on Tubi. Um, it's on AMC and different places like that, but pretty well done. 
like I said, just uh, it's grim. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a real story, and you can look up uh, how it went. I, I wouldn't say, but uh, uh, it is history. Yeah. So Fassbender does a uh, Christian Bale thing. He because he's on a hung, hunger strike, so he uh, gets very, very tiny. Yeah, dedication. <clears throat> so that's you want to do one, Andy, or want me to finish off? Yeah, I'll do my uh, next one here. Uh, I went. I saw the new Marvel movie, The Marvels, uh, oh. the worst performing Marvel movie of all time. Uh, looks like yeah, it's you're the only one who saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, there were there were definitely some people in there, but uh, yeah, it's going to be the worst performing Marvel movie ever. It's not going to crack a hundred million. It doesn't look like, um, and that's kind of a shame because this is far from their worst movie. It just it's maybe coming off, or I guess, I mean, the last Marvel movie was good and made a lot of money, but uh, Ant-Man at the beginning of the year wasn't good and did did poorly. Um, but it just seems like people are tired of the franchise. They don't know, like, they didn't like the character. Uh, even though the Captain Marvel movie from 2019 made a lot of money, that was right before the last Avengers movie. So I think that's why everyone had to go rush out and see it before the Avengers came out. Um, that's why that did really well. Um, but yeah, so the, the premise here is it's, it's called the Marvels cause it's not only Captain Marvel played by Brie, Brie Larson, but, uh, two other characters, um, that join, they become a team in this, uh, including, uh, the character introduced in the, in the show, Miss Marvel, uh, which is a Disney plus show that came out last summer. And I think that's what kind of drives people away is like, well, I gotta, do I have to watch a Disney plus show to really know who this character is? And I would say no, because, you know, you can kind of figure stuff out and the movie does it does kind of do like a, a previously on section where they're like, Oh, I have this device that can see into your mind and you can remember things you forgot. And then I like shows like, and here's what happened in the TV show. It's like, Oh, that's a really cheesy, but you know, I guess that's what you got to do. Um, but that was the, the best part of the movie is that character, Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, she's a teenager who gets, you know, superhero powers, which is uh, a story. I think we all like, you know, Spider-Man is very popular because I think of, because he's a kid, it's something that's like relatable to people. And uh, that was the best part of that show was uh, showing a high school kid having superpowers and having to like hide it from your parents, that kind of stuff. That that stuff works. And in, in this movie, she's great just being the, the kid who's happy to be there versus the adult superheroes or like, I'm tired and always there's always an apocalypse and I always have to fight it, all that kind of stuff. But um but the Scott Pilgrim connection here I'll make is that uh, so Brie Larson sings in the, in this movie. Uh, there's a whole planet that only sings because they go off in space. Uh, and remind me, oh yeah, she was in Scott Pilgrim and she uh, plays like a, a singer of a, of a famous band. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a Scott Pilgrim show. When does that come out? And I was like, it comes out this Friday. Wow, that's weird timing. Um, so I guess I have the Marvels to thank for uh, me watching Scott Pilgrim takes off, but. Um, yeah, I think the Marvels is, is, is fine. It's an hour and 40 minutes, so it's the shortest Marvel movie they ever made, and I think they just cut a bunch, saying, like, hey, just make it move. Like, if it's not going to be that great, just at least make it move. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 got some fun stuff. I mean, Sam Jackson is fourth build. It's Nick Fury. It's probably one of the last Nick Fury appearances we'll, we'll see. Uh, there's some good space cats in here. I always like cats, and you, you know, <laughs> make them space cats. That's kind of cool. Sounds um, like a digital yeah, it's, short. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not horrible, but it is just, it's not, 
there's the magic's gone. The magic's gone with this franchise. Like is what it is. Sometimes uh, that happens after like the twelfth movie. Yeah, you know, after their thirty yeah. fifth movie, I think that's my peers. Yeah. Uh, but the, they they haven't done good teases. So the Mar- Marvel movies always had the good teases at the end. Uh, this one had a good tease because the X Men are coming. Like people still yeah. like the X Men. You know, yeah. you got your Wolverines, you got your Cyclops, and your and your beasts. Storm. Storms. Yeah. And people like those characters still. I think even if those uh, the those movies kind of tailed off too. Uh, but that's that's coming eventually, and that's what they have to to introduce. But um, that's how they always get you. It's like, hey, the movie was a C plus. Hey, but this little teaser, maybe that movie's gonna be a B plus or an A minus. So come back. But yeah, that's that's Pretty the Marvels for someone. I mean, it's still for some people. I mean, it still made more money than in its opening weekend. It made more money than uh, let's say Air or something or Talk Talk to Me. Like it's like. We talk about these successes or failures. It's weird. It's like it's already made $65 million. Like, I'm not going to make $65 million in my lifetime. Just how it goes. Andy, come on. Don't sell yourself so, short. Success is all relative. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the last thing I watched was I actually watched a little bit of the, the Matt Reif stand-up over at my cousin's house. And I got to admit, that guy is really funny. And he was, he was talking about just a, a couple little bits that uh, – one of them I, I thought was funny that you can like kind of relate to as as a child as he talked about how uh, in the early two thousands how he said how he had like because and the reason I laugh at this is because a couple of my buddies when we were in a, I think it was middle school we were looking for a, my buddy went through his dad's closet like this was or his stepdad's closet and uh, in his mom's closet like I forget what he was looking for and he found things that no middle schooler ninth grader wants to find and he found like it was like i think some like body frosting and stuff like that and i think there was some toys he found and then we also found weed which this is 2005 or so so it's like you find weed what's, from your what's the difference between body frosting and frosting i don't know it was like edible like <laughs> something i don't know there's lube that's a good point cake. yeah it's <laughs> you know i don't i don't know but it was it was it was labeled body frost i don't know it was it's a good point though, but it was it was stuff like that. But <laughs> well, if you're frosting yourself with store bought frosting, just Betty Crocker, what, that, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You yeah, go to a bank with that or something. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, but then you finding the weed and stuff like that was a big deal in 2005. Finding like, oh my god, my stepdad or one of my parents has weed in 2005. Like that's a it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, I thought I thought weed was just as bad as heroin when I was. No, that's because like, well, that's what you're taught to think. Yeah, it was like what? Going, well, it's called you know, pot her- back then. To be fair, yeah, because weed will take you to heroin. There's no <laughs> no ifs or buts. Well, I just thought you'd be like go to prison immediately, and you have to go to the, the cartel would get you or stuff. I'm like, oh shit. But uh, so anyway, uh, Matt Reif in his stand up, he talks about how he was searching his parents' room. It was his stepdad in his mom's room for Christmas presents, and he said he found something then he looked into it and then all of a sudden there's all these vhs tapes and he's like you know it was all this porn and he looks at one and says april 2003 and he's like well that's my mom's name so there better be a may or june and july in here also and it was like i was laughing at that and then he he was talking about too how it's like he took one of the tapes because there were so many in there thinking like okay i won't get caught and he goes into his room and he says you know it was like he was watching that and then it was like saying how there was a time where he heard his stepdad come home and was like in his room and said he just heard what the fuck? And he was like, oh no, oh no. And then he said like he heard like creeping towards his room and he was like pretending he was asleep and he said his the door opened up and his stepdad put his head in there and said, you have something of mine. 
I want it back by the time I get home from work tomorrow or something like that. It was just like, just laughing, thinking about like how before the internet with like, you know, if you were going to look at porn and stuff that like you did have these VHS tabs. And then I guess the other thing he said too in the standup that I'm just now remembering is that he's like, I want it rewound and back in my room. And it's like, that really is funny because, uh, you know, back when you had to rewind VHS tapes. And then another thing he said that I thought was really funny because I've got a few uh, friends of mine that are girls that uh, are really big into astrology and the crystals and zodiac signs and all that stuff. And he was he went on a good 10 minute rant, like making fun of those girls. And one of the funny things he said was, don't be mad because Saturn has a ring and you don't. And I was like, God, he is. He's got some good jokes. It was a. Uh, I know the big thing about him is he's really like if you see him on social media, it's like his big thing is crowd work, and a lot of people think that that's all he does. But he he has a good approach with it because he says I post my crowd work on social media because why would I want to post my bits? Because then you'll see him on that, and you won't want to come to my shows and see. And when you come to my shows, you'll realize I don't crowd work is the least of what I do. It's I actually have you know, material and stuff like that. And, uh, this documentary, I mean, not documentary, this Netflix special gets you to see that. And, uh, it's kind of a documentary. Yeah, I guess in a way. <laughs> true life. I don't know. So, uh, but it was, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was funny. So I, uh, I recommend for people out there that, uh, want to get a good laugh for an hour and a half. Uh, Matt Reif is a, he's a funny guy. So yeah. Yeah. After not having Netflix for a while, I forget like how many stand-up comedy oh, you know, yeah. specials they put on there. Spent a lot of money on these comics. So good for them. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Good. definitely. Uh, Andy, did you have one left or is that? Yeah, it? one last one here. Uh, I watched The Holdovers. This is a new film from Alexander Payne, uh, director of like Sideways and uh, Nebraska. So guy who does good like human dramas uh, and reteaming with Paul Giamatti for this one. Uh, and, and this movie is about uh, a, a boarding school. It's in 1970 uh, boarding school in the Northeast uh, so, like, the kids live there year-round, but uh, it's the holidays, and uh, the kids go home to their families, but there's always a few kids who whose families are busy or something, and they can't, the kid has to stay at school. And, uh, you know, a couple members of the staff have to stay uh, there over the holidays with them, so that's that's what the holdovers refers to. Um, and, yeah, and in this one, it's uh, Paul Giamatti is the, the teacher who everyone hates, who... Uh, is being punished by the like the principal and has to take the responsibility to to watch the few kids, the few holdovers, um, and it ends up really being a story about him and one of the one of the kids who uh, his dad has 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 died and his mom is remarried and they decide to not host him for the holidays and you know it's, it's a it's a pretty sad uh, idea there. It's like oh your mom moved on and doesn't want you to come home for Christmas. Uh, because she has a new husband. That's a you know, you know pretty a uh, little emotional hook right there. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it's this kind of outcast high school kid and the weird old teacher that everyone hates, and they get to know each other over this uh, holiday break. And uh, yeah, just a nice positive holiday movie. Um, good old environments like you know old music. Uh, recreations of of the uh, of what things looked like, cars, clothes, all that kind of stuff. So um, basically, your parents are, are going to love this movie. Is was my take on it. Um, I thought it was really good, but I think this is this will really play with people who are actually alive in 1970 uh, to remember this kind of stuff. But um, I think the problem that I have with it is it's a nice little Christmas movie, and it's came out November 12th or something like. This is a small movie. It's probably not going to last in theaters in 
too deep into December. Um, but I feel like I would have I would have been more into this movie if I watched it on December 3rd than if I watched it this past week on November 18th or whatever it was. Um, it's still very good, and I'm not going to say like it ruined the experience, but I think it would have added something. So um, if this does interest you, I would say, yeah, wait till December 3rd. I think it'll still be out there. Um, yeah, nice, nice little holiday movie there. And yeah, Paul Giamatti is uh, is great. It's it's wonderful that we have someone like him uh, in our lives. He's an American hero. And uh, if you have something to be thankful for this week, I think it's Paul Giamatti. Very <laughs> good. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode three hundred and fifty one of the Tony Stick Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Cat. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you later.